Thanks for checking out our Legacy Church podcast. We know you'll be blessed and encouraged by today's message. Now here's Pastor On. Today I want to continue on this series and I want to talk about the way God has created us to live. The way God has created us to live. And that way is the family way. It's the family way. We read in the book of Acts that the early Christians and the Christian church was called the way. God says there is a way for you to live. There is a way for you to live in which you can live in the promise of the Lord of abundant life, that you can live with the favor of God upon your life, the family way. Now I know that Most of us have weird families, very weird families. When I first introduced my wife, Lori, to my family and brought her to a dinner at one of my family members' house where my whole family was going to be there, I had to warn her. I said, listen, um, it might not be what you're, you're used to. First of all, expect to be grabbed squeezed, hugged, kissed on both cheeks, not one cheek, kissed on both cheeks. And I just ask you to do one thing. Whatever they ask you to do, just say yes. Eat everything. Don't say no, because you don't want to offend an Italian family. Trust me. You, You want to just say yes, eat everything, and make sure you drink the espresso Because if you drink the espresso, you have a chance of being accepted in my family. And also, make sure you do not tell them your last name. Smith. Because that will not go over well. It doesn't have a vowel at the end of it. Don't tell them your last name. I learned when I met my wife's family down in southern Georgia that if you're going to be part of this family... You better have a gun and don't be afraid to shoot it off your front steps. We all have weird families. Come on. We all have strange families. But the entire Bible from beginning to end is about God building a family. Really is. It's about God building a family. Even the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a representation of relationship and family. But today, we're not just talking about any family. We're talking about the family of God. God has a family. And the Bible says, if you live in this family the way God tells us to live, you will experience favor and abundant life. There is a way that God says, if you live this way, you'll experience what Jesus said, abundant life, and the favor of God will be upon you. People do not realize how important it is to live in the way. People do not realize that God says you must live in this way. We kind of determine, you know, this is how I'm going to live. This is how I was raised. This is what I think. This is what society says. But God says, no, 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 no. You want abundant life? 
You want favor upon your life? Your home, your family, your marriage, your children, your legacy? There is a way to live. There is a way to live. And the Bible says that it's a privilege. God says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, God has given us the privilege of being born again so that we are now members of God's own family. We are now members of God's own family. When you give your life to Jesus Christ, when you're awakened in your spirit and come to a place of deciding I'm going to repent from my sins and live a new way, you have the privilege now of being born into a new family. You know, the Bible teaches that although all people are created by God, not everyone is a child of God. In fact, Jesus called some people children of the devil. Seems harsh. But Jesus said, there's some people children of God, others are not children of God. In Matthew 12, 46 through 50, while Jesus was still talking to the crowd, his mother and brothers stood outside wanting to speak to him. And someone told him, your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. And Jesus replied to him, who is my mother and who are my brothers? This is a profound question that Jesus is asking. This is an important statement. Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Pointing to his disciples, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my mother, my brother, and sister, and mother. Whoever does the will, whoever lives according to the way, God's way, whoever is part of my father's way, the family way, is who I consider part of our family, our heavenly family, our eternal family. That's why water baptism is so important. Why does God make water baptism so important? Why do we as a church make water baptism so important. In Matthew 28, 19, it says, go and make disciples of all nations. It's a command. It's not a preference. It's not a prerogative. It's a command. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Why is water baptism so important? Because it's his will that we be baptized. It's his will. The Lord says, repent and be baptized. And Jesus said, my family are those that do my will. And so baptism is so important because it's a demonstration. And the Lord God himself is saying, water baptize people because everybody needs to know in heaven, in hell, and in this world, who belongs to my family? Who belongs to my family? The devil hates family. The devil hates family. He wants to destroy family. He wants to redefine family. He wants to eliminate the family structure. He wants to destroy the unity in family. He wants to come against the sacredness and the holiness of family. 
And he wants to destroy the godly legacy of a family that can be passed on from generation to generation to generation because he knows that there is a family on the earth that if he can destroy this family, the church, he will have the world. The family of the church, la familia of the church is what holds back the forces of hell. You remove this family from the earth. You think it's bad now. You remove the church, the family of God, the protective force from the earth, the earth would become hell. You know, the head of the Walt Disney Company recently said that he supports teaching kindergarten students about transgenderism and gay sex. There is an all-out attack. This is Disney. It's supposed to be the encourager, the builder of families. There's an attack against God's way. There's an attack against God's family. There's an attack against truth. God loves family. He knows what family is. He designed family. And there's only one truth to family. It's God's truth. You know, in Matthew 23, 9, in Matthew 23, 9, Jesus says, do not call anyone on earth father, for you have one father. There is one way, and he is in heaven. There is one father. Jesus is saying there's one truth. There's not many truths. Jesus is saying your eternal destiny and eternal family is more important than anything on earth. We're talking about God's family today. We're talking about God's way today. And thank God for the house of God. Where would you get these truths? Come on. Where would you hear about God's way? Where would you learn about God's way? The Bible says the truth sets you free. This is the standard. This is the sword that cuts off every lie because the world will say there's other ways and those other ways change every decade. The world says this is the truth. Follow this. Well, what happened? Ten years goes by, that's not the truth anymore. Thank God. God is the same yesterday, today, forever. He is the one true Father, and He has a way. And the Bible says this is the only way that works. It's the only way that works. So I want to give us today four keys to living the family way. Four keys to living God's family way. And this is the way of favor. You want favor in your life? Live this way. Acts 2, 42, 47. This passage of scripture has so much in it. I think sometimes we just read over it. But this passage of scripture provides the way for us to live. It's an actual model. God says, this is the way I want you to live. This is the way. It says, they devoted themselves 
to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They devoted, devoted, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day, every day, every day, they continued to meet together in the temple's courts. Did I say every day? They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God. Now listen. And because of all this, this because of this way of living, they enjoy the favor of all people. All people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. Four keys to living God's family way, the way of favor. Number one, in Acts 2, it says, be devoted to biblical living. Be devoted to biblical living and biblical truth. There is no other truth. There is no other way. Be devoted. Now let me, let me this is an important word. Devoted. Devoted means loyal, given over to the display, how you live, your acts, study, or discussion of. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. You know, every Sunday when we gather, and this is why I encourage people to take notes, we are devoting ourselves to the apostles' teaching. Every Sunday, we are receiving the apostles' teaching. What is the apostles' teaching? Every Sunday, we are devoting ourselves to the apostles' teaching teaching. Living by the Bible is our truth. Here people say, well, what is your truth? Our truth is we live by the apostles' teaching. It's our identity. We just sang this song. Awesome. I love that song. It's our identity. Our identity is the way the way God has taught us to live, God's family way. It's our identity. And it's our fight in the world that we're living in. We are fighting to live by the apostles' teaching. Everything is coming against the apostles' teaching. But that's our identity. We are people of the way. That's what in the book of Acts they called Christians, people of the way. We're people of God's way. We live by the apostles' teaching. Not just on Sunday, because that's a religious act that has no power. That's a tradition of men that have no power. Every day, every day, the Bible says they met. Every day they lived according to the way. See, do your friends see you as an uncompromising Christian? 
would they say he or she is a person of the way? That's how Christians were identified. They were people of the way. What way? God's way. The family way. Say, would they say that person's a person of the way? I can tell by what they put in their body. I can tell by how they treat their wife, their husband, how they treat their children. I can tell how they live their lives as a family. They're really very, very involved in the church, the way. They're really involved. They can tell because they see that you are devoted. They devoted themselves. See, who your friends, family, workmates see you as is who the devil sees you as. I want to read a story from the Bible in Acts 19. Say that again. Who your friends, family, and workmates see you as is who the devil sees you as. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus over those who were demon-possessed. And they would say, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, I command you to come out. And seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chief priest, were doing this. One day the evil spirit answered them, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? Then the man who had the evil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. You know what this is saying? Your religious acts don't make who you are. It's who you are that determine your religious acts and the reality of your faith. See, when you come into God's family, you come under divine protection. When you come into the way and start living by the way God tells us the way is, you come under divine protection and favor. Because in this kingdom that we enjoin, we leave a kingdom of darkness with all of its ways, all of its beliefs, all of its deception and lies. We come into the way of truth. We come into another kingdom that has a power and authority who's God and has angelic beings of protection and divine power. We come into this into this other kingdom, and in this other kingdom, we are protected, covered, and favored. See, it's you, as a person of the way, part of the family of God, the church, it's you that gives the devil a beating. He doesn't give you a beating. You give the devil a beating. Because I have the authority of God upon my life, because I have left this way and come into a new way. Don't let the enemy lie to you. But if you're like this, one foot this way, one foot that way. Paul I know, Jesus I know, but I've seen you over here. 
I think you're part of us. Come on. See, in Christ, I leave this way, I come into this way. In Christ, the curses are broken. I'm under the blood of Jesus. And generational curses are broken. As I repent, I turn my back on this way, a life of sin. I come into this way. And in prayer, deliverance, and the power that is in this kingdom, I am freed. And that can't follow me. That cannot come into this way unless I do this. Try to get me, devil. Stay in the way, the Lord says. Live by the way, the Lord says. Number two, this passage of scripture that teaches us the way to live says be devoted to friendship and communion with the family of God, with people of faith. Be devoted. See, the way is a devotion. It's a devotion. It's an affection. It's how we live. I'm out of breath from jumping back and forth. I need to get to the gym. <laughs> Be devoted to friendship and communion with people of faith. Be devoted. You cannot be devoted if you're in isolation. You cannot be devoted to communion and friendship if you just show up on Sunday, disappear, and there's no people of faith in your life that you're communing with, praying with. I mean, this is the way. This is the way. I could stand up here and say, I'm not going to offend you. Just kind of come to church on Sunday and, you know, good luck. I need the pastor from the apostles' teaching. Say, this is the apostles' teaching. Be devoted to friendship and communion with the family of God, with people of faith. This is verse 42. They devoted themselves to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Listen, and all the believers were together and had everything in common. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. You know, one thing the devil does is in his tactics, you end up seeing who the people of the way are. Because he is so pushing his agenda and sin that people are saying, I need to get together with people of the way because I need to be protected. My children need to be protected. My house needs to be protected. I can't be over here anymore. I can't be with these people anymore. I need to be with the way. If I'm going to be protected by God, I need to be with people of faith. You know, the Bible says, poor company corrupts good character. Some people struggle in different areas and I say, well, who, what's the company you're hanging with? What do you expect? Light has no fellowship with darkness. Why is my life still messed up? Why is my house still messed up? Why, 
am I still messed up? Are you fellowshipping? Are you having communion with darkness? Are you over here? Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. It means don't be partnered with people of a different way. See, we're not called to be partnered with the media. We're not called to be partnered with godless educational systems that are pushing their way on your kids. We're not called to be partnered with entities that are opposed to your way. Actually opposed and fighting against the way of God. We're not called to be partnered with that. And more and more and more, the line is being drawn and God is looking on the earth and saying, let's gather our family, people of the way. More and more and more, it's becoming extremely obvious that there's a line being drawn. You can't be this way and that way because God will not have it because there's only one way. Only one way. See, the church is God's life structure. That's what it is, God's life structure. It's God's divine order for living a life of favor. Every ministry in the church, so we have crews. Why do we have crews? To push people together in communion. Because the Bible says be devoted. We need to be devoted to one another. Some people are devoted to, you know, worldly things and and you see, they're not truly devoted to the family of God. We have crews, we have teams, we have all these things because we are living in the apostles' teaching. That's what God's called us to do. God says be devoted to it, young and old. Number three, be devoted to Giving. The Bible says in Acts 2.45, they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. This is devotion. We're talking about devotion. How devoted was the church that they would sell property and possessions to give to anyone in need? Would we do that today? I'm not sure. Galatians 6.10, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Do good to all people. They go, well, you know, I'm a good person. I give to the United Way. I give that. But God says, make sure that you do good to especially the people of the way. Especially those who are with me, my family. Take care of your brothers and sisters in Christ. Them first. The house of God, the community first because it's God's way. You know, um, I've been visiting a guy in prison who has a life sentence. And when I first met him 20 years ago, <clears throat> through his wife who's in the church, I went to meet him and um, it was a maximum security prison. And as I got to talk to him, he said, he said, you know, thank you for visiting. He said, please just do me a favor. I appreciate you coming. But, you know, what happens is because we're here isolated alone, people have good intentions 
and you get your hopes up that you're going to have a connection to the outside. But then, you know, after a few months, they disappear. So I'd rather make this visit, you know, this is great, thank you, keep praying for me. But if, but if it's just going to be kind of like a, you know, a thing of passing, I would rather not develop a relationship because it hurts when people come and they go and it hurts, right? It hurts. And so that was a truth that when he said that, I was convicted of the Holy Spirit and said he's absolutely right in what he's saying. Make a decision. You know, are you going to be a, a friend to this person, a minister to this person? Can't be just a one-time deal or, you know, a few months and then it's too, too hard driving there and all that stuff. And I prayed and, and the Lord told me, make a commitment, be devoted to being a person who cares for prisoners. Is that the Bible said that, and he's a prisoner. And so I've been, I've been communicating with him for 20 years and, and, and supporting him, because these guys have nothing. And I was thinking about devotion. Devotion is a sacrifice. Devotion is a commitment. Devotion takes effort. Devotion takes thought. We ask yourself, am I devoted? Am I going to be devoted? And the Lord says, be devoted to giving. Be devoted to giving. We're a giving church. We're going to be having uh, something for Easter where we're going to be blessing uh, foster children and, and children in need through Rhode Island Foster Family Life, one of our ministries. We're devoted. We're looking to say, how do we, how do we bless? How do we be devoted in our giving? Be devoted. Number four, be devoted. And this is last. I'm going to have the music ministry come forward. Be devoted, the Bible says, to growing the family of God. You know, the mission of Jesus was all about saving the lost. It's the mission of the church. And when I say mission of church, that's who we are. We're the church. You know, lots of times we, we, we're fine with getting saved, being part of the church, but we need to elevate this importance of the teaching of, of, of the apostles. We need to go and seek and save that which is lost, right? And that's why I say, be, let's be devoted to those who are lost. How? Put some thought. Put some prayer. How am I going to reach the loss for Jesus Christ? You know, I always think, if every Christian reached one lost soul, just one a year, the kingdom of God would multiply double every year. You want to see the world change quickly? Let the church, the family of God, grow every year and see how the world changes. And so we're devoted to growing the family of God. And Acts 2.47 says, And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And when you read this, you say, The Lord added to their number. God got them saved. No. It says, The Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Who, was, who were the people who were getting people saved? It was the disciples. The Christian church, they went out. They started churches. They would go and preach the gospel. 
and the government would tell them, you can't preach or we're going to put you in prison. And they would say, who are we going to listen to? Just think, just think that they were willing to sacrifice of their life for the sake of growing the kingdom of God. This needs to be in us. We need to not be okay with being Christians for years and saying, I've never brought anyone to Christ. I've never invited anyone to church, you know. We need to grow the kingdom because at the end of it all, that's what's going to matter is how many people were saved from eternal damnation. And it's praying for people, asking God, who is it, Lord? How, God? Do I have a cup of coffee with somebody? Do I just invite somebody to church? Ask the Lord. Let's believe in the teachings of Christ and the apostles, and let's do the work of the Lord. Amen? Thanks for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with family and friends. It helps so much. For more content with Legacy and to connect with us, go to LegacyChurchRI.com. The best is yet to come.